Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Romance of the Two Networks. The networks at long last must unite. That's right, I'm here to announce that Scanline Media... No, no. The, the, networks, the networks must divide, now we're at war. Yeah, no, now we're leaving. This is it. After this, we're not talking to each other anymore. Uh, I'm Six Statmar from, from Scanline Media. I thought about doing like a Scanline Kingdom, but that's just stupid. I shouldn't. I'm Jennifer Uncle from Scanline Media. I'm Jackson Tyler from Abnormal Mapping. And I'm M from Abnormal Mapping. And uh, we're here for the last three chapters of, of Romance of the Three Kingdoms. This is it. We're done. No more. No more. But before we're done, we have to talk about Kingdom News. What is the Kingdom, Kingdom News? News? Kingdom, Kingdom News. Kingdom News. <laughs> Why do so you say I that like Garbage Day? I don't know. I, I feel like it has like triggered some association in my brain. I just don't know what it is. I just feel compelled every single time. Okay. Okay. M M, go again. Kingdom news. What? No. <laughs> what? I, was, I was doing the other half a garbage day. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I, I don't, no one then get shot. I don't. I just know it was a meme for a while. I don't actually know oh. much about it other than I've, the guy says garbage day, and then he gets shot. Yeah. The guy's taking out his garbage, and the guy says what? No, and then gets shot. I've yeah. never seen. Okay. I don't. I've never seen this meme. I don't know it. You have. No. I bet you have. It's like from 15 years ago. So I bet. Yeah, you it's have. a very old meme. Oh. It's a. It's a crusty meme. Um, mm, nope. But <laughs> I don't so like I that. Have, I have. Two pieces of Kingdom News, but also a little a little Kingdom News secret. Since this is the last ever piece of Kingdom News, here's a secret. You know how I was like, man, there's so much Kingdom News? I was lying. It's been really hard to find Kingdom News. <laughs> there, are, there are like 8,000 pieces of Kingdom News this week, especially. Are there? And they're yes. all on Spotify. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, yes. Yes, that is my first piece of Kingdom News. There are now 800 songs from the dynasty warriors series available on spotify uh you may know those songs if you haven't played a dynasty warriors game you may know those from many intros and outros of this podcast yeah i have played some dynasty warriors music some if there's sure ever I'll been some sick roaring guitar that's dynasty warriors yeah if you if it starts especially if it starts out like kind of like normal and then just flips out that's 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 peak dynasty <laughs> they warriors. love to do that <laughs> it's so good. I mean, you know, listen, you got a formula and it works. You, you keep doing it. Uh, the spirit of uh, 2003 video games remains alive in Dynasty Warriors only. No one else keeps up the, keeps up the charge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, n no region restrictions, by the way. No matter where you are, this music is here for you. Maybe that's why people got so upset when they made it into an open world game. Like, no, you're not supposed to follow that trend, too. You're just supposed to be the game where you turn it on and then you cause a bunch of carnage. Yeah, maybe. It is, it is supposed to be. It, there's, there's, a, there's a charm in how detached they are from what people have decided it means to make a good game. <laughs> uh, but I do have one other piece of King news because within the last 24 hours... We got the most exciting Three Kingdoms video game announcement that I've seen during our, our runtime of this show. I mean, we are getting a new Dice Warriors announcement in like two weeks, so we just missed that Who one. Gives a sh Who fucking cares? It's true. Listen, you're, you're going to forget about it when you hear about Three Kingdoms 21. Um, Welcome to the Blackjack game full of characters <laughs> from the Three Kingdoms. <laughs> uh, on, August, on October 5th, you will get this 
fucking MS Paint looking game on Steam. It looks like dog shit. <laughs> it looks so bad. <laughs> Three Kingdoms 21 on Steam. Um, let's see this. It's a it's a glorified Flash game. It's and listen, Flash games are all right, but you know, listen. <laughs> Steam's whenever you being whenever you win, it gives you the email of the creator. Like if you like this, email me. <laughs> Steam literally doesn't want to load this. Is there a sale on? Why Steam being so shit? I don't know. Let me see if I can... Let me see. Maybe the, the, you got a bad link from for this shady game here. I'll post this. This is what I'm looking at. What you're looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Even the font treatment, like, from that thumbnail. Yeah, I must have got a bad link. Oh! Ho! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! This, yeah. this looks like a, a game you would get on, like, a... Like, a 601 clone console. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's Kong Ming versus Sunshi because they couldn't fit the entire name. Character limits in the game that you built. <laughs> Blackjack is a card game, one of the most popular casino card games in the world. Uh, the, the, the train rolls into the station. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some reason, no reviews yet for this product. Well, that's because it's, it's not, not out. Uh, yeah, I know. But there are plenty of times where you can see, like, curator reviews for games that are long since, you know, that are super not out yet. There's no forum posts. We can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> it's in our power. I will not be uh, posting. Uh, okay. Here's my favorite thing is there's the little section where they have, like, bullet points. And it says single player. And then it says, Steam is learning about this game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel kind of bad. What if the person who made this uh, is like, why is there like suddenly four views out of nowhere? See, I mean, there's no, no referral link. Why did, how did they get here? How did they find Three Kingdoms 21? I mean, because I searched Three Kingdoms news and filtered by last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my secret. That's how Three, Three Kingdoms news happens every week. <laughs> But uh, I even I for this one I actually filtered by twenty four last twenty four hours. That's how I got this one. I got I got real picky. But anyway, let's let's close the book on the Three Kingdoms, shall we? No, we should open the book because we have three chapters to read. Then we can close. <laughs> yeah, but I, I yeah, but I wrote this stuff down so I don't need the book. Oh, okay. Uh, chapter one eighteen. Weeping at the ancestral hall, a filial prince dies. Entering the Riverlands, two warriors vie for glory. By the way. This is an offer for no one, but if you're like, hey, I want all these summaries that you've written for, like, 70% of the book, I could just share these with you. I don't care. Just DM me or whatever, I guess. Uh, as Emperor Shan waffles on how to deal with the rapid loss of his kingdom, his son Lu Chan enters. He's one of Emperor Shan's seven sons, but the other six are dog shit, so who cares? <laughs> Lu Chan proposes fighting to the end as is honorable, but the emperor dismisses him, so the prince and his family kill themselves to avoid surrender. The Emperor surrenders, and Jiang Wei joins with the invading general Zhang Hui, hoping to turn him against Deng Ai to avenge Shu. He begins to set the two generals against each other. Meanwhile, Sima Zhao, sensing that Zhang Hui and Deng Ai are about to be in a sitch, marches towards the Riverlands. What will happen? Read on. Um, was this... Uh, this is the chapter where uh, <laughs> his wife is like... We all gotta die, man. And then bashes her head into a wall. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he's like, yeah, she oh. just, she just, it says she just basically like headbutts a pillar and dies. <laughs> he's like, oh, if I do this and uh, die honorably uh, rather than like surrendering to a new um, sovereign, um, 
my status in heaven is is secure uh you'll be okay i have done the family honor she's like no we must do this together what would i be without you if i don't die and then literally just gets up runs headfirst to a wall dead (laughs) (laughs) there's a level of efficiency to that that you gotta like people sometimes make a big deal out of it and she's just like i could just take care of this right now when it's time to go it's time to go (laughs) (laughs) Uh. no dawdling yep um which is is weird, given given that the family that she's married into is a family all about dawdling. Sort of like their profession. Uh, it really is for now. God, the fucking Lupe's kid sucks. Yeah, we get a, we get a pretty lengthy bit in the next chapter about how much Lupe's kid sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, but I also I did really like that the book was like, ah, here's Lu Chan. He's one of seven sons, uh, but the other six are just real shitty kids. So who cares? <laughs> Forget them. Let's talk about Lu Chan. <laughs> and we just never hear about the other six again. <laughs> uh, again, I guess probably part of not having historians in the court, right? Yeah, but, yeah, but they don't matter. It's fine. And um, yeah, and of course, like through all this, Li Shan is fine. He's fine. <laughs> this yeah. fucking yeah. shitbag. God, I hate him. No, these listen. Uh, the the shittiest people in these three chapters do great. They live a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Things don't work out so well for Huang Hao later, but for now, he's just like, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna bribe people and take off and avoid the whole mess I created over here. Chapter 119, The False Surrender Proves a Futile Ploy, an emperor, an Imperial Abdication Copies the Pattern. Zhuang Hai successfully arrests Deng Ai under suspicion of treason. He executes him and then asks Jiang Wei what to do. Jiang Wei tells him to retire, but Zhuang Hui laughs, so Jiang, Jiang Wei wishes him well. Sima Zhao shows up, and Zhuang Hui plays nice before attempting to usurp him. Zhang Hui's own commanders turn on him and kill him, and Jiang Wei, realizing he has lost his tool for vengeance, admits he has failed once again and kills himself. <laughs> oh, it did be like that. <laughs> yeah, God, this guy just never literally did a single thing right. No. It's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah, like three of the key players from the last five or six chapters basically die within paragraphs of one another. They line up like dominoes. <laughs> <laughs> I I know you said dominoes, but it, for my a second, my brain was like they lined up like dominoes from. Well, they also lined up like dominoes. <laughs> God, I haven't thought uh, about domino in a while. Uh, yep, no. <laughs> thought about him uh, explicitly once uh, a couple weeks ago, and not never again. Yeah. Um, uh, this whole fucking plan is incredible i love this shit so much because like the um the narration says and so the han did cease to exist next paragraph i've got a plan to restore the han (laughs) 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 they're they're gone mate there's not it's done it's oh the game's over bro and so just like (laughs) (laughs) running around like no i I swear i'm good for it bro (laughs) 
<laughs> and like the night before all these commanders turn and everything ends, Jiang Wei sends a letter to to Emperor Shan being like, hey, just hold out for a couple more days. This is all going to be okay. <laughs> oh, it's all going to turn around. It's, all, it's finally going to turn around, dude. It's yeah. so pathetic. It's incredible. I also love Zhong Hui's dream where he's like, hey, I, I kind of got bit by a thousand snakes. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing, dude. Jiang Wei is like, any dream where you've got uh, royal snakes in it is great. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Lu Shan, no longer an emperor, is shipped away and wines and dines with Sima Zhao. At first, there is a worry he may attempt a revolt, but he proved himself such a moron before Sima Zhao that the leader of Wei realizes this will never happen and leaves him to his own devices. Oh, he just wants to, like, fucking party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bit where... There's a bit where they're basically putting on a show for him that's basically mocking his entire country and the rest of his people are crying and he's just over here laughing and clapping. <laughs> and, and and they're like, w don't you feel bad about what happened to Shu? And he's like, no, I'm just having a good time here, man. And then afterwards, one of his assistants pulls him aside. like, listen, here's what you say next time. You're like, no, of course, I'm always really upset about Shu. Oh, no, my ancestors. Um, and then he like the next time that happens, he says that. And then he just like starts like like sniffing. And I was like, are you trying to cry and failing? And he's like, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really just looking to get in fiefed here. I just want to get. A, is there anyone any in fiefments going? Um, I can pronounce that because I looked on Google how to pronounce enfiofed, as I will always call it. Nice. I did not, and thus avoided putting it in a summary. But people can in feast left and right here. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 fiefing time. It's FIFA. It's FIFA. <laughs> FIFA six over here. Uh, yeah. The the way I phrased this was uh, okay. So for, and then so he leaves him to his own devices for his efforts. The court attendants pressure Emperor Cao Huan to appoint Sima Zhao king of Jin. Sima Zhao passes away, appointing Sima Yan his heir. Upon receiving the throne, he pressures Emperor Cao Huang to pass the throne to him. Now he is Emperor Sima Yan, and the kingdom of Wei is no more. This is the Jin Dynasty. Yes. It is time for them to finalize their empire and march on the south. How will it go? Well, there's one chapter left, but read on. <laughs> um, you know, it takes a little longer than you would think. <laughs> Given the ending of the chapter seeming pretty immediate, and there's like 15 years of the book left. Um, yeah. But uh, here's the point where M can reveal how they've known how this is going to end. Uh, oh, so. I took an I took an Asian history class in college and forgot about what happened. But the minute they said the year was Jin, like turned to Jin Dynasty, I was like, "Oh right, them! I remember that. That's a thing." <laughs> yep, <laughs> it was it was very anticlimactic. I I I knew that the Simas were going to be important uh, for a long time because um, in in. Total War Three Kingdoms, one of the DLCs is like set way in the future and it's called the Eight Princes and all of them are Seema something. <laughs> um, so I figured he was going to be important somehow. <laughs> 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 uh, but, you know, wasn't sure what shape that was going to take. <laughs> Turns out a pretty, pretty direct one, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Eight Princes pack is set 100 years after the events of Total War Three Kingdoms. 
Uh, yeah, each player, each features a Newcastle playable faction led by the foremost princes of the Jin Dynasty. I need to play uh, Total War Three Kingdoms, but every time I've done it, my computer has been just like it sounded like it's about to take off to the moon. Mm. <laughs> um, so when I get a new computer in like a few years, then I'll really sit down with her. Uh, you Total have War. you have a bum fan. That's the only reason your computer sounds like that. Just replace the fan. Uh, then that wasn't the fan issue. Okay. That's a different thing. That's when it sounds like it's like rattling. This was just the game is a lot. Also, uh, don't call me a bum fan. <laughs> I may be poor and I may appreciate Jackson's work, but that's just inconsiderate. Oh, my apologies. <laughs> okay, thank you. An admirer uh, of meager means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that describes a lot of characters in this book. Uh, chapter 120. <laughs> With the recommendation of Do You, an old general offers a new plan. With Sun Hao's surrender, the realm is united. Hooray! In Wu, Emperor Sun Shui passes away, and the throne passes to Sun Hao. Though much promise is seen in him initially, he pr- quickly proves corrupt, self-indulgent, cruel, and incompetent. The Southlands despair under his rule. On the border between Jin and Wu, Jin General Yang Hu and Wu General Liu Kang form an unlikely friendship out of mutual respect. Liu Kang sees the slow decline of his kingdom, and in Liu Kang, Yang Hu sees an opportunity to unite China without further bloodshed. However, it is not to be. Sun Hao learns of their friendship, accuses Liu Kang of treason, and demotes him. Uh, he is right. That is that is technically treason. But, um... That is technically treason. <laughs> yep. Uh... Yang Hu advises Emperor Sima Yan to invade the, as the Southlands are currently weakened by corruption, but the Emperor takes a little too long to act, and Yang Hu passes away. With his dying breath, he recommends Du Yu for the invasion. The Emperor gratefully follows his vassal's last words. Du Yu is wise, talented, and thoughtful, and his invasion of Wu goes amazingly. Success is on the battlefield and off, as many Wu officers prefer to surrender rather than fight for a leader they hate. Desperate and angry, the court officials of Sun Hao murder his favorite eunuch, who they blame for the kingdom's downfall. The downfall is absolute. Jin conquers Wu, and the kingdom, long divided, unites. The world's affairs rush on in endless stream. A sky-told fate, infinite in reach, dooms all. The kingdom's three are now the stuff of dreams, for men to ponder, past all praise or blame. Finis. You ever live in a country so bad that if someone came by and said, we'd like to own this, you would just lay down your arms and be like, yes, please, for the love of God, take over. <laughs> yes. Yes, actually. Yes, I did. Yes, I have. Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, we, yeah, we all do. But the answer is, in fact, yes. <laughs> Biggest possible mood here. <laughs> There's so many good parts in here that's like, Conditions are not ideal for Jin's invasion. Like, there's the bit where um, conditions CBI- are perfect. <laughs> well, conditions are perfect because it's a stomp, but also they do it so imperfectly, but it still works just because the Southland is in such a dire strait. Like, there's the bit where um, there's a the bit where Wang Jun has to write Simi on to be like, "Hey, y'all kind of put me in the South over here to build all these boats, and they're starting to t- to deteriorate. So we gotta use them now." and uh yeah there's multiple points where they're told okay the men are actually getting kind of tired because we're pushing we're just pushing ourselves to get through these various bits and 
they just keep going like, no, it'll be fine. And it totally is because Southland's a fucking mess. Well, it's also because they're used to this stalemate and they just assume this is going to be another stalemate. And so they're like, they're like 10 feet from the capital. And the general's like, the men are tired. We should go home. And Sima Yan's like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this uh. is the game right here. <laughs> And pour one out for Zong T, who basically sees the situation and he's like, well, it'd be really embarrassing if the Southland fell without anyone fighting, and I'm not going to be famous any other way, so he just goes and gets himself killed so a poem gets written about him. Damn, I gotta get me one of those poems. He did, though. We know who he is. Yeah, no, good work. Uh... You got you got to be you got to be shitty enough or just honorable enough, and you'll get a poem. <laughs> and he's like, I don't really have the stomach to be that shitty. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also like that there's like the Southlands plot to like they're gonna foil the invasion by like sticking a bunch of like s- like iron posts in the water and like a bunch of like chains across the rivers. And uh, do use like just send some rafts to knock them down. And we're going after him. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love this because it's not that much different than uh, like the uh, Kong Ming plans. If he had planned this, the chains and spikes would have killed 10,000 men. Uh, <laughs> uh, their whole families would have died on the spikes for some reason. And instead, <laughs> they just sent some rafts and yeah, that's done. It's just like it's just like get, having like trying to stop like a bulldozer with a chain link fence. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, the eunuch Senhun, like he straight he straight up gets eaten by the Southlanders. Like that's they don't like that intense. <laughs> I I did have a moment where they're like they're like then they eat his flesh and there's a and there's a footnote and for the first time in this book I looked up the footnote I was like is there more detail I should know here and it's it's just Moss Roberts be like this is uh, Lo Guanzhong attempting to indicate that he really hates eunuchs <laughs> it's like okay great thanks for the clarification <laughs> I did not know that I need I need to look up just culturally uh, like I know that eunuchs are like hated in basically all cultures at all times and i need to understand why they exist if they're hated so much because like i I I assume it's like by cutting someone's dick off you therefore gain the like loyalty of these uh people because they don't have their own like family motives right to betray you as a king is the reason you have eunuchs is my guess um, yeah, I think. I, I think mean, in the, theory, in practice, that's never how that works. No, I, know, right, but like, I feel like every story is so negative about it for like fucking millennia. It's like, well, how? Why do they still have them all the way through? However long. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess it's like so. The, the thing is, you know, you're thinking like, okay, they won't have family, and they also won't, you know, like be into like sexy times, and so in that way, they'll be more loyal and more dedicated. And I'm sure that works sometimes, but if it doesn't work. You are end up with a person who is like, okay, I can't plan for a family or for the future. I can only focus on making myself happy right now. And so they just turn into the shittiest person possible. Uh, yeah, I, I just I just need to look at more of the history of what's uh, 
going sure. on. Sure. Eunuchs would usually be servants or slaves who'd been castrated to make them reliable servants of a royal court where physical access to the ruler could wield great influence. Seemingly lowly domestic functions, such as making the bed, bathing, cutting hair, um, carrying him in his litter, or even relaying messages, could in theory give, you, give a eunuch the ruler's ear and impart de facto power on the formerly humble but trusted servant. Okay, so the thing, the, it seems like the resentment towards eunuchs is built out of like they are using this position to like go above their class ambitions and mm. thus you're li- you're like listening to the fucking servants and that's okay i understand why everyone hates unix i don't agree with the things going on there i guess but uh, i sure. i beginning to get a broader picture of the like uh dynamics at play um because yeah it's like it's not just in china right like it's you know i've uh, it's everywhere. Anytime eunuchs come up in anything, people seem to not like them. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm curious. The, I should read up more on that stuff. Yeah, the, the one, uh, the one exception to that seems to be like uh, Game of Thrones in terms of just the character being. They, they make the character pretty sympathetic, but also they still are like, yeah, he still backstabs and stuff. I mean, the whole the whole thing with him is he's like playing with that trope, right? That's like because it's written in the modern times. You're meant to think that. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um just, <laughs> looking up notable eunuchs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean at the end of the day, I just I had a I had a really really great time with this book. I think I mean partially partially this is in large part I guess because of of the time we spent together on here, but I think this is now my favorite book. It's fucking great, yeah. It's such a good book. We had a yeah, it's we had a fantastic, fantastic book. I'm so happy we did this. What a what a ridiculous project. I guess I could write uh, I can write uh, three kingdoms again in the spreadsheet for things we've done this year. <laughs> there we go. Uh, any closing thoughts from you, M? Uh, it's good. I, watching this all peter out has been very fun. Uh, because so much of it is like, and they talk about this in the in Moss Roberts like long outro about like the revisionist idea of like what it means to form a Han national identity hundreds of years later to re-justify where China's headed um, through this book, and I think that stuff's really fascinating. I think week to week, like could have done with like lopping off the last twenty chapters would have been fine. Wouldn't have felt it, <laughs> but um, this is a very good book. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, and now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to watch Gundam's poorly reenacted. So that's what I really can't matters. Fucking wait. You know what? I'm sure we'll both end up at least trying the 2010 show before then. I, I, I think that's true of you. I do not think that is true of me. But we'll see. Yeah. Okay, that's the one people seem to like a lot. Uh, there, there are other shows. Yeah, um, every clip I've seen of it looks awesome. I just realistically know how my life is. So. Oh, you should watch Red Cliffs. I should watch Red Cliffs. Independent yeah. of the Three Kingdoms shit, like it's I, actually. I bought the Blu-ray, have not opened it. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually like fairly divergent in terms of its portrayal of stuff. Uh, it's just a sick movie. Yeah. Uh well, we have some emails. Yeah, I have succeeded in in getting emails. Uh so first off, three we have. Uh no. well, four actually, but well, yeah. good guess. I know what you're doing. Three, just, yeah. Um, so Bradley. first we have an email from uh, Sniper Serpent. This is Sniper Serpent's brocade bag. Uh, <laughs> hey, y'all. First, want to say thanks for doing this podcast, which got me to read the book. I had a fantastic time with it. Uh, first question. Uh, Three Kingdoms has so many characters who don't matter. Are there any you think, like, abnormally high of? 
Mine would be Dian Wei, the man Cao Cao loved so much he named a king kingdom after him. And Gong Sun Zan, due to somehow be uh, becoming highly linked with Kintel Williamson from The Wire in my head. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I need to like, refresh my wire knowledge to understand that link. I, it may not help. I don't know. I mean, Sniper um, was just watching The Wire and reading yeah, this no, book, I, so I, that's I know how the, all I is. can see this happens, yeah. Um, and then question two, you've talked about this somewhat, but how much did reading Neo-Confucianist texts shape your understanding of the book for those of you who did read it? Is there anywhere I, I this read, understanding made significant changes to how you read, read the book? I read Confucianist texts and then got distracted and didn't further my reading. So I didn't actually get to the Neo part of Confucianism. Yes, no, I read uh, Confucius and Mencius and then kind of... Yeah, that's where I got. And then I was, and then life happened and I got distracted and wasn't reading much for a while. Um, I intend to go back, um, but no, I, we don't have that perspective. Wanted to, and uh, sometimes you you just get busy. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for Uh, excellent pod, Sniper, Sniper, Sniper. I will say my probably the character that I think is like coolest outsized of what he actually did was probably Jahadun. I the man ate his own eyeball. It was sick. Yeah, and, he ate <laughs> his own eyeball. eyeball. It's hard to argue with that. Yeah, you know, it's not like he did a ton after that, but that part's so good. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. really fond of uh, Gan Ning, the like the former like pirate from the Southlands. Yeah, just sort of ran around kicking ass for a while. That guy was cool. Yeah. Personally, I was a I was a fan of the little I got to see of uh, Juanda's temporary wife in the Southland, but that's partially because I I had seen the movie Red Cliffs around that time. I was like, okay, she fucking rules. Uh, Diao Chen as the only character I built a model of in Gundam form also counts. Gets a shout out. Diao yeah, Chen Di- rules. Diao Chen was what I was gonna say because um, I mean it's, it's kind of the obvious choice, but she rips. Also, uh, shout-outs to uh, Lu Jun, the first person to ever face Kong Ming and say, what if we just stood still? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shout-outs, hero. Uh, Yeah, great, great stuff. Um, Yeah, no, a lot of of amazing characters. I'm sure I'm going to, like, you know... I'm going to go play some Total War Three Kingdoms and I'm going to ha- like recruit a general and be like, oh, right, I should have said this person because there were just so many amazing characters in this book. Had a great time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, email from uh, Alan, Alan Ibrahim. Uh, two networks go in, two kingdoms come out. Uh, congratulations on finishing, finishing the big book gang. I just wanted to email in to say that and also ask some specific questions for each member of our intrepid book club. Uh, M you've mess it. You've mentioned that you studied some of the history three kingdoms is based on in college. Why do you think, what do you think the book fundamentally gets right or wrong about the overall story? Also, what value do you think there is in what y'all have described as sort of a fancy propaganda like three kingdoms beyond just convincing people these emperors were cool? I mean, bad news about all of history. It's all fantasy propaganda. Um, I mean, the reality is like this was this was 2005. That was a long time ago when I was in college. Um, So I can't I don't have like hot takes about this stuff. I had one very broad Asian history class and learned a lot about China because I was a weeb and knew all the stuff about Japan. That was my main experience in that (laughs) class. Um, But um, 
uh, I, I don't know. Part of it is like going back to texts like this is fun because not because you learn a lot of like history, but because you're introduced to a mythology that is like at hand to the people who live in this culture. Like people in China know about the people in Japan know about three kingdoms. It's like, you know, these characters, even if you haven't read the book, you know what they are. It's like, it's like how we think about Greek gods here, right? Like, you know, about Zeus, even though if you, you might've never read a actual piece of Greek mythology in your life. Um, mm. And that stuff is interesting and cool. Um, and you know, if, if you ask me if I want to read three kingdoms or if I want to read like, well, the Odyssey is different, but if you want to read some general Greek mythology, I'd, I'd probably say, let's go read three kingdoms. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, has this book slash experience changed the way you engage with other media like anime slash games? For example, did the measured reading pace improve the experience the way it sometimes does with Gundam? Also, did finishing the book early feel worth it, or was that more a case of just wanting to avoid spoilers? I was always curious how that changed the discussions for you, i.e., did you find yourself less interested in the podcast after jumping ahead, or were you earnestly enjoying everyone else's guesses? Oh, well, the motivation there was entirely just I can't be normal about spoilers in my life. I was like, if I just read it, then that won't be a problem. Um, like, I can't just... imagine you going this long without knowing how the book had ended. You would have died. Right. Because I'm like, I'm being weird about this. If I finish it, then I could just be normal and record a podcast like a normal human, uh, mm. which is what people uh, want from me. And so, yes, that was mostly just a this will just make things easier uh, decision because I can't go that long between starting something and finishing something. Uh, but I... Um, yeah, the mission, the mission pace, I think, was fine. You know, I don't think it's changed how I approach anything. I, I liked it. Uh, when I get into, like, um, whenever I read anything or, like, watch anything, like, uh, it depends on, you know, um, what we, we say. Like, there's always a hump, right, of, like, how something is. But once you're into, like, locked into enjoying a thing, then then you can, like, fixate on it for ages. That's, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of hyper-fixating this way. This is how mm. I approach media. I'll just uh go through something for ages uh and then um bounce off something else 10 minutes in like there's no consistency it just depends where my interest is at any moment um but uh it sounds like kind of the podcast where it did do was a lot of self owns i was like oh this bit's the good bit i'd be like fucking five <laughs> seconds with all the stuff with uh uh waiting for lube to be revealed as like a weird hypocrite because i was like oh, i know where this is going and it's so sick when the ghosts show up and like uh lube you fucking moron you fucked everything up. It's time to die. And he goes, shit, you're right. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was mostly just for funny, dramatic irony reasons that uh, it changed the podcast uh, and for allowing me to just be a normal person. <laughs> uh, Jen, to go full English class here, what do you believe was the overall message of the novel personally? Do you feel like you got a lot out of reading it? Um, Overall message, I feel like it's basically... As we've gotten into earlier, um, as Sam has gotten into earlier, it's basically a situation where characters... Well, the point of the novel is to basically romanticize, i.e. romance of the Three Kingdoms, this specific era, and the specific strategies that they employ to, like, bring things together. Like, it's, it's very much a, a type of story that uh, is in love with the is in love with the advisors that are shaping the history around them. Especially if that advisor's name is Kong Bing. But, yeah. What was the other part of the question? Uh, do you feel like you got a lot out of reading it? I'd say so, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a gigantic story, and it explains so much about, like, 
I took a lot of, uh, I read a lot of classic uh, English literature and stuff like that before this, and it's, you, you definitely, it's interesting to see the same patterns emerge between all these different cultures that were doing their own things separately, and it was interesting to read a book that basically would talk about, would basically hyperfixate on one period of time for, like, chapters or even... For chapters and then be like, okay, we're going to take a 10-year break over the course of a paragraph or two. It reminded me a lot of, like, uh, reading Virginia Woolf's To the Lighthouse and the the mid-book um, shift to a completely different time period. And I, I, was, I was a fan of that stuff. Uh, and then for me, uh, with, with a sigh... What would the leaders of each kingdom order from Taco Bell after a long battle? <laughs> um, so I just, need to, I just need to before you answer that, I need to say that Jed, that was so adorable because you basically did the um, perfect on the spot in an English class answer ever. And you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I think your answer was like correct. I don't think you, you said anything. <laughs> but just like the most, like, oh, it was to like uh, romanticize the three, the three kingdoms. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh no, back in school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like broadcast news sweat. <laughs> anyway, uh, six carry on. Uh, so uh, for for uh, Shu, uh, Shwanda wouldn't. What would happen is Zhang Fei would show up having ordered like five like taco party packs and be like, I got food for everybody. And most people would be okay with it. And Shwanda would be quietly pouty and hope that people picked up on how unhappy he was and no one would. <laughs> uh for a way, I'm going to go with Cao Cao on this one because he's the classic. I think Cao Cao would order like a Crunchwrap Supreme and a Burrito Supreme and basically every item that said Supreme on it because he's an egomaniac. Um, and then for Sun Quan, do I want to do Sun Quan or Sun Zay? I feel like Sun Zay is more fun, so I'm going to do Sun Zay. I think Sun Zay just orders, like, he, he tries to order the seven-layer layer burrito and then finds out they don't carry it anymore and just argues with them for 20 minutes. <laughs> I thought I got this question on my Curious Cat, but I can't find it. But I did get a similar question about Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who sent that. <laughs> Oh, was it you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to read it on this podcast because uh, uh, six writes in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Guan Yu is getting a grand slam. Boy loves to eat. Uh, Zhang Fei is drinking ten cups of coffee, smoking the whole time, despite the protests of the staff. Shuan is extremely embarrassed for Zhang Fei. Orders nothing, and when they get home, makes himself a smoothie. <laughs> yeah, that all checks out. Uh Coda on the Allen email. Thanks for sticking with this project, folks. Loved hearing you all discuss such a seminal work and hope to hear the two networks continue to podcast together well into the future if that is what you want. Take care and fuck Shwanda, Allen. <laughs> uh, next two emails, I think, are, are well, okay, the, the third one is shorter. Um, uh, great podcast. Uh, this is from. Uh, I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read the name because it appears to be a real name. And I don't know if this person intended to. I don't know. So, um, uh, great podcast. I've listened to 10 minutes <laughs> and do you think that, uh, maybe the yellow, yellow scarves had some good ideas? Like I'm a simple country magistrate, but from everything I can tell, the Imperial court seems totally fucked up right now is Lube, Lube, the bad guy. Don't forget to upvote. Thanks. 
I did like in chapter 119 that you get a small hint of resurgence of the uh, Yellow Scarf Rebellion. Like, uh, one of the characters mentions offhandedly that uh, someone in a Yellow Scarf has been seen going around uh, talking about the Millennium Text again. So there is this there is this idea planted that oh like the like the saying at the beginning things might divide at some point in the future again. Mhm. Mhm. Um we got another uh real name. Uh sorry. Uh I I can edit into like show notes if you folks want credit, let me know after the fact, but I'm just I'm going to assume you don't want me reading your real name on this podcast. Um Congrats to everyone for finishing the book. I have enjoyed listening, but reading the book was not in the cards for me. While not listening, I've been periodically checking in on one of the comic adaptations, uh, Sangokushi, from the 70s by uh, Mitsuteru Yokoyama. Are you sure this is not our friend Rick? Because this sounds like our friend Rick. It's your your friend Rick, yes. (laughs) Okay, this is Rick. having his name on the podcast. Okay, I just I just see a name and I'm like I don't know, I don't know. I'm gonna um, read that comic at some point because it looks amazing. It looks incredible. Uh, the comic mostly follows the track uh, laid out by the book, except for one detail which I shared with Jackson earlier, but can now share with everyone. The comic <laughs> opens with Shwanda basically getting a shonen hero protagonist story where he has taken all his meager savings to buy tea for his mother. Uh, he gets waylaid by bandits and they take his sword and he gets to keep the tea. His mom scolds him for, scolds him for giving up his sword for tea when the sword is what links him to the royal bloodlines and he goes to reclaim it before the actual plot of Three Kingdoms starts. Just an interesting addition to really put the audiences on his side from the jump. The comic this also doesn't ridiculous. really do any supernatural stuff from the book, which is a real bummer. Uh, that seems... <laughs> <laughs> wild <laughs> <laughs> fucking went to go uh, get some beans like what sell the family cow <laughs> uh, our story opens with Shwanda toasted his mouth running late for school uh, now for a quick question what was your favorite scheme from the book I was always partial to the old favorite of too close for comfort sword dance at a party <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the multiple uh, multiple Swandas and carts going across the country all at the same time is probably my favorite one. <laughs> that is an incredible scheme. Yeah, I, I, I did enjoy the stuff with the Doctor and Sao Sao as well, just being in terms of, well, this other guy let me take him apart, and if you let me take you apart too, maybe you'll survive, maybe you won't. Guess you'll have to find out. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. Um... I, I don't know if this counts as a scheme. I am really partial to the pass the buck with me hang <laughs> of everyone just being like, I can't stand this guy. I'm going to pass him to someone else and they'll kill him for me. <laughs> like me yep. hang the chain, the chain letter. <laughs> oh God, man, this book was so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Indeed it was. Uh, it's got to be specifically not to so, uh, it's the Red Cliff stuff, but specifically the fucking arrows bit, where he's like, yes, I can get the arrows in three days, and then sits there for two days. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm off to get the arrows now, or you'll have to kill me if I don't. But he's just being the fucking shittiest dickhead. <laughs> uh, yeah, this... Uh, there's some there's some real all-timers in here. I, I also... This is not like that 
I don't know. This one's probably just recent, so it has a outsized impact. But I do just I really love from last week the like like okay we built bridges to cross these hills, and then we like climbed this mountain and we rappelled down the other side and landed by a <laughs> fucking Kong Ming was your sign. <laughs> That's just so funny. <laughs> uh, this book owns. So that is all of our emails. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, this was a very ridiculous project. I'm, I can't believe we did it. We're done. We did it. Yeah, it's been it's been such a delight to to podcast with with y'all. I'm really gonna miss having some 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 time every week hanging out with the AM crew. You too. Gonna miss it. Yeah, thank you. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it a lot. Get yeah, my nap likewise. time back. <laughs> I'm, I, 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 I'm getting, I am excited to have my nap time back. All right. Well, with that said, I guess it is time to take it to the close. Jackson. If uh, you have just listened to this last one, uh, you can find me at headfallsoff on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast that I do with them at abnormalmapping.com. Bunch of cool ones there. We just recorded a repertory screenings, which is our movie podcast, on Bound, the 1996 Wachowski movie. It's a good podcast. I'm proud of it. Mm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can support all of our work at patreon.com slash mapping. One dollar a month gets you the Great Gundam Project. We're finishing up Gundam Wing, finishing up Space Runaway Adion. Both those are uh, fun. One of them is much better than the other. I'll leave that to you to figure out which one's which. <laughs> uh, it, for ten dollars, you get VoIP life for me and Jackson off and goof around and talk about some bullshit. People seem to like that one. We are cleaning out Jackson's hard drives of movie files. So please enjoy that if you'd like to support our network. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can find me at JBU3 on Twitter. Uh, most of my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. I also do a visual novel slash adventure game slash story game podcast, uh, Novel Not New, a trend podcast, which you can find at readinggames.online. I pulled another classic move and sent it to M at like 3 a.m. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh right! Yeah, I need to put. That. I totally <laughs> forgot. You're, it's been a busy day. I will no, put that up. No, listen. Evening. It's my it's my bad habit. I do my best work at like one a.m. where I'm literally too tired to focus on anything but editing the podcast. I I was actually up when you sent it because I was working on a model to almost three in the morning last night. Mm. But I was like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. I woke up, did not remember that that happened. <laughs> uh and uh, I'm on Twitter at six detmar s i x d e t t m a r. Uh, pin tweet there tells you the stuff that I do. It's scanlinemedia.com, patreon.com, slash scanlinemedia. Uh, and if you are uh, a Scanline Media uh, patron or want to become one, uh, we have Oops All Anime, our weekly show where we talk about various anime and have some fun guests on. We've had a lot of, of a lot of cool people on there. Um, and we're, have, we're about to have Crass on again to talk about Vodums again because Vodums is always fun. Um, Vodums rules. It just kills those cops. It's great. For a while, <laughs> and then uh, then, uh, then it's other things turn to die. Sure, sure, yeah. No, this is. I mean, we're we're doing we're ending as he leaves Udu. So I assume he's going to start killing something else after this. Yes, <laughs> We've got so much of bottoms to go. I know, barely yeah. even the same show. It's so exciting. Go. It's so exciting. Um, and uh, if you want to contribute at at four dollars a month or five, because we've got some additional stuff on five. Uh, but at $4 a month, you get access to Scanline Tabletop. We actually do like a tabletop actual play podcast. Um, and it's fun. Right now we have two campaigns ongoing. We have uh, one where we're playing uh, Blades in the Dark, where 
we have uh, Jen and uh, Kyrie as ghost hunters. Um, and then we have uh, a Star Sung Distance, which is our bigger, more epic, like mecha sci fi one that's kind of gun to me. Kind of. Not that yeah. gun to me. <laughs> there are the women get to do things, so not that gun to me. Um, <laughs> uh, but there is no next time, folks. Uh, Nick Breedon. Nick Breedon. <laughs> Nick Breedon. Has that ever gone in the podcast or have we always cut it off every time? I think we, we always say, cut it off. Read on and then one of us says Nick Breedon. <laughs> Indecipherable in joke, but uh, that's it. That's that's how this goes. Goodbye. Catch you later. No, no, they won't. End the podcast. We have other podcasts. <laughs> They're not going to listen to those. They don't care.